Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. I have seen lots of ideas online, none that I really, really love, especially because, I mean, more, more often than not, you see some of the worst ones shared, like the, the sexy costumes for this year. Uh, pretty, pretty awful stuff. I mean, you know, also kind of pretty incredible in some cases, but one thing you're going to see a lot of, I think, this year, although difficult with the guard side of things to actually show off who you are or, you know, maybe enjoy a, a beverage or a bite to eat, uh, talking about the Squid Game guard costume but players a little bit more comfortable a little bit easier to do the worst one though i think the the sexy squid game costume is is not a good idea but the sexy vaccine costume that i've now seen being shared around that's got to be really on top of things I, I i can't really think of a worse one although i can from last year i'm just really glad that there won't be nearly as many tiger king costumes this year sexy or not Jack White releasing a new song. In fact, it's going to be out at 10 a.m. our time because it's releasing at 5 p.m. UK time. I'm not sure why that's the specific selection, but still, um, the game, uh, sorry, the song is uh, attached to a game, Call of Duty Vanguard, and a teaser trailer has already been released that does sample a little bit of the song called Taking Me Back, which is uh, going to be a part of the game released on November 5th, and uh, beyond the 30-second trailer, the full song going to be dropping, like I said, not too long from now, actually. Unfortunately, Judas Priest, uh, uh, frontman Rob Halford, has, in an interview with Heavy Consequence, uh, opened up about a prostate cancer battle that we were not aware about. In fact, he was uh, given his diagnosis in July and then had a prostatectomy, had an operation to remove it, and is now in remission. That is the positive news out of the story. Sadly, Ronnie Tutt, who was a very sought-after drummer playing with Elvis Presley, the Jerry Garcia Band, several other uh, you know, artists. He was a session uh, drummer, uh, a touring drummer. Uh, he has passed away at age 83, unfortunately. Born in Dallas, Texas, um, and a member of Presley's TCB Band right when it formed back in 1969. Unfortunately, no cause of death has been made public at this time. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast, Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. They had their DC FanDome event again uh, for the second year this weekend. Saturday was the date, and it was as long as the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Maybe even longer. There's a lot in there. And you know a lot that many might go, eh, hmm, eh. Some stuff getting a lot of attention, though, like uh, new video games like uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, for instance. You've got a look at Aquaman 2. You've got a look at The Flash. Brand new trailer for that. First time we're going to see it. The multiverse is a thing. And also The Batman by Matt Reeves. Finally, finally, we're going to see a movie that lets us know what the bat is all about, right? Who are you under there? I'm Vengeance. Whoa. He's Vengeance. He's the Knight. He's Batman. Okay, hang on, though. Uh, nothing wrong with this trailer, really. Cool trailer. It's just they are really trying hard to uh, have the inclusion of Batman himself be the selling point 
And I mean, it is. It's the title of the movie, but it's like a now we're really going to meet the ma- the bat and see what he's all about. We we know we know the whole deal already. We have seen Batman DC. We have seen Batman many, many times. OK, you're not really bringing anything new to the table just by saying, hey, Batman's in this, this one and he's going to punch some people. Yeah, we that's the that's the baseline. Like what what else? What's next? And yes, I will be there opening night, guaranteed. Tuesday. Hey, do you still have your your, your heat off? Have you turned your heat on yet for the winter time? <laughs> and I'm laughing and crying about how our systems have already been on for quite some time in Fort McMurray. Um, yeah, it's been chilly, for sure. It's been chilly. And to be honest, actually, at our place, the thermostat hasn't been touched. It's an apartment. Uh, and somebody uh, has decided to just set the general building heat to permanent sauna mode. So we haven't really had to heat ourselves up because the building is just doing it for us. It's just a weird, like, insulation pocket. In fact, I'm sure our apartment unit is probably, like, the coolest place in our entire building. It's a little excessive. It's a little excessive. Permanent sauna might not even be quite enough to justify it, or to describe it. Honestly, if it keeps up, I'm going to be jerky by the end of the winter. But uh, I'll be warm. So... I've got this uh, month-long marathon happening again this year, full of Halloween horrors. And last night was a movie from 1987 called The Monster Squad. And that was my first time actually watching it, was last night in my life. Born in 1987 as well. It's been around as long as I have been. Um, I have no idea why this wasn't a bigger movie for kids when it first came out back back when. Um, I was blown away. I mean, you know, it's a cheesy 80s movie, but it's like an all-star monster team-up that takes, honestly, more than a few pages from the E.T. Kids Adventure book. And I would have absolutely lost my mind for this movie when I was growing up. I mean, I enjoyed it yesterday, cheesy and campy as it is, but I would have lost it as a kid. That was totally my kind of thing. And it took a friend demanding that I add it to the annual Halloween Horror Month-Long Marathon this year to be even able to see it. Um, just just available. Just, like, rent online. What beloved movie from your youth? doesn't have to be a Halloween-themed one, but, like, what movie have you watched that you loved as a kid that no one else seems to have even heard of? Especially if it's one that had, like, a big budget and actually felt like all the other movies you did watch as a kid. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. How long does Halloween candy last anyway? I've got some information for you. If you have to ask, do you deserve it, is my question. Really, really, truly. I mean, if you have to ask how long it lasts, you're not eating it fast enough is the thing. Just chomp it up. To be fair, to be fair. As a kid, I did once make the mistake of hanging on to my candy for too long, as well as storing it in the wrong place. And this was, uh, you know, a decision made when I noticed that my stash was getting picked at by my siblings, who all went trick-or-treating themselves as well. Ugh, ugh, just trying to steal some from the kid who got the biggest haul because he's the cutest, right? Maybe. But uh, they were stealing at my stash, I decided to hide it, and first of all, I chose my bedroom closet, which is a good place to conceal candy, yes, but not a great storage option if your container for said candy is a pillowcase, alright? Nowadays, I'd be like, bugs are gonna get into there. As a kid, I didn't care. And what's worse, though, I unknowingly put this pillowcase filled with candy, candy uh, partially covering a heat vent. Why there was a heat vent in the closet is a different discussion, but it was there nonetheless. I wasn't even aware of it as a kid, and uh, I, I, I became extremely so. When I next went to sample the candy stash, it had become one giant and unfortunately very inedible candy. And then I started stealing the candy back from my siblings. It's the only option. 
Chris Martin of Coldplay reveals that the band has written at least five James Bond theme songs over the last 20 years. Specifically for the movies, you know, the opening credits and everything. He also reveals that they never submitted a single one of them and that, in his own words, they're not very good, to be honest. Adding that James and the band are just on different spiritual trips. Clearly. Uh, Meanwhile, Jack White has released his first new single in nearly four years. As we mentioned yesterday, the song is actually a part of the upcoming video game Call of Duty Vanguard. The unlikely team-up has now given us a sound that sounds Quite like this. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Lots of, uh, you know, it's like a, a sizzle reel as well for the video game on the video, which is direct on Jack White's YouTube page. Again, unlikely team up in my eyes anyway. And we have another clip for you this time from ABBA. And this song is not out yet in its entirely, uh, like the previous one. Just a Notion is the title, and it will be one of the brand new tracks released on ABBA's Voyage album on November 5th. We're getting close, and we might just get a further glimpse at the all-new, all-CGI avatars in their Tron grid outfits as well. As they released on TikTok, here is the sample of the brand new one. Sounds pretty ABBA-ish. Wednesday. We're going to have a big old rebrand coming out, uh, maybe as early as this week. Uh, There was kind of tease that it would be coming maybe as early as October 28th when the company's got an annual conference going on called Connect, where they do detail kind of their plans for the future, for the next year at least. But it could be coming a little bit sooner. And no, I don't think that we're actually going to see Facebook itself rebrand or anything like that uh, any more than it you know already has over the years. Still just blue and still says Facebook on it, right? Uh, the F and the icon on your phone might have changed, but fundamentally, it really hasn't all that much. You know, um, the parent company wants to be known as a metaverse company, which sounds high-tech and mysterious. But really, all metaverse means is a virtual space that people can access to escape a dystopian reality, which sounds pretty convenient when you're more than partly responsible for the current dystopia zuckerberg nice try iron maiden's one of my favorite bands of all time and this story tickles me just a little bit a high school principal from here in canada specifically out in saint Catharines, ontario uh was uh, feeling like her job was threatened by some parents who were very upset about a couple of photos on her personal social media Uh, Apparently, she was a very big Iron Maiden fan, like a big Iron Maiden fan, and took a photo of herself holding the horns up gesture by an Iron Maiden banner and novelty license plate. Yeah, heavens forfend. And also another one sitting beside Eddie the Head, the uh, the mascot of the band, with a handwritten note saying, Eddie 666 in a love heart. Aww. Honestly, that's kind of sweet. She's that much of a fan. And also, by all accounts, seems to be a very great, uh, you know, educator, administrator, and everything like that. Some parents, very few, had some issue with it. They started a petition. I'm here to tell you, that petition did not really go as they planned. Because, well, it did gain 553 signatures, which is too many in my opinion. A counter-petition called We Need Mrs. Burns, which is still active, by the way, and is still gaining some traction, has uh, gotten over 23,000 signatures. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Karens and Kyles of St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, She does get to keep her job, of course. There's really not any incident. Unfortunately, they did 
force her to delete those photos, or at least she elected to, but still felt the pressure to, and I think that that's really, really dumb. But hey, at least that's all. At least that's all, right? Come on. And can we just talk about how, of all metal bands, Iron Maiden is probably one of the most wholesome and educational? Come on, I learned so much from that band over the years. We've got, uh, you know, some of the induction details from this month's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony coming to light. For instance, Paul McCartney, sir, Paul McCartney will be inducting the Foo Fighters into the hall. Angela Bassett will induct Tina Turner. Taylor Swift will induct Carol King. And Drew Barrymore will induct the Go-Go's. And that's really just the start of the list for this year's inductees. The ceremony takes place October 30th, but will be available to watch and stream from HBO on November 20th. Meanwhile, in Europe, fans are beside themselves after the death of a German metal musician, Andrea Meyer, who was one of five victims of a bow and arrow knife attack in Norway last week. Pretty bizarre. The attacker has appeared to have targeted mainly the female residents of a particular street, each with ties to the local artist community. Very, very, very sad. Very, very strange. And more sad news. Uh, Leslie Bricuse, a an Oscar Grammy winning songwriter, who has written lyrics and, and, and songs and melodies for tons of films, including a lot of Bond themes, several, in fact, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory's uh, theme song. He also wrote Feelin' Good uh, for the musical The Roar of the Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd, and a whole lot more. A whole lot more, including Talk to the Animals from Dr. Doolittle back in 1967, really just to, just to uh, scratch the surface of his career. Unfortunately, he has passed away at the age of 90, no cause of death given. Thursday. Number that parents let their kids visit on Halloween is about 25. 25 houses to go on uh, trick or treat to, 25 houses shelling out to your kids. And I mean, sometimes parents are touting, uh, you know, not just their kids, uh, you know, many more, right? And then maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, or whatever in the family. Plus, you've got the friends that are coming along for the trick or treating experience. Strength the numbers, of course. So I can understand you don't want to inundate too many houses with a giant crew of kids coming to grab all their candy. But that's also the point of the night, and honestly, kid me would have considered 25 houses just the first leg. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been like, all right, we got 25 down under our belt. We got to maybe grab one of those Snickers to power ourselves back up again, get a little fuel into our stomachs. I know you're not supposed to eat the candy until parents have checked it, but just trying to make sure that we got the strength to go on because we got two, three more legs into us. We got to go to a different neighborhood where they got the full size instead of the fun size. Everybody stop what you're doing. There's a sport you didn't know about, but you need to. The Balloon World Cup is an actual sporting event in Spain that has been just capturing people's imaginations. Uh, Tarragona, Spain specifically, is where it's taking place with 32 different countries involved. And, uh, yeah, it's a game of balloon keep-up um, where, you know, there's a team of uh, 1v1 uh, in a little, you know, kind of enclosed space. It's decked out like a living room, but also there's a car in the middle of it, I think probably for sponsorship reasons. But still, I mean, I guess you could believe it being be playing this game around like the garage or, or, or around like the, the, the driveway or something like that, right? Depends. Depends on where you'd be playing in real life. Don't have a car in my living room. That doesn't matter. Forget the car part. Just imagine two people head-to-head, helmets on and everything. The rules are pretty simple as far as I can tell. Uh, you just have to keep that balloon up and everybody gets like, it's a one-for-one. One. It's an alternating. One team hits it. The other team hits it. Again, 1v1. But you can't be in the way of the other person trying to get to the balloon. So once you've tapped it, you got to get out of the way. Let them have their space and they've got to be able to tap that balloon back up into the air. Then it's your turn, right? If it touches the ground and it's supposed to be your your tap, 
you're, you're losing a point right there. The other teams are going to be getting one, right? It's pretty simple stuff, uh, but riveting and clearly so based on just how animated the, uh, the, the commentators are. Ese Volkswagen, a ver cómo lo mueves, a ver por dónde pasa. Se queda en el eh, cristal, cuidado, no estamos viendo nada. El coche que está ya entrando mucho en juego, ¿eh? ¡Está el coche! ¡Ay, el coche! ¡El coche se rompe todo! ¡No punto! Oh, my gosh. Okay, I really want to play this. I really do. And I really hope this becomes way bigger than the Milk Crate Challenge ever did. That was, sure, entertaining in its own sort of, sort of like schadenfreude kind of way where you're like, ah, that person's going to the hospital. That was fun to watch. No, no, this is just pure, honorable sports entertainment. This is fantastic. And also, I totally think something that could be replicated. We already played this balloon game as kids, and sometimes it just ever, every time a balloon comes up and there's a circle of people, This game sort of just erupts, so why don't we make this an actual internet sensation? Come on, I want to be a part of the Balloon World Cup. I've got a new calling in life. I'll sign the waiver right now. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Bruce Springsteen, Sir Paul McCartney, Alicia Keys, the Jonas Brothers, and more responsible for raising big-time dollars for the annual Robin Hood charity benefit, which went down this week, which aims to lift families out of poverty in New York City, specifically. Uh, and they've been doing it for some 30 years. The total at the end of the affair this year was a whopping $77.5 million. Holy cow. That's big, big-time dollars. So you can't really just give credit to the celebrities and performers and stars, also to the people who were donating those huge amounts of money. Meanwhile, Duran Duran's released a brand-new sing single with Tove Lowe as the featured artist. It is uh, the latest uh, reveal from their new album, Future Past, that, uh, following up on the released single, Invisible, which came out just a little while ago. This one called Give It All Up. Here's just a taste of the flavor. Interesting, interesting. Doesn't quite sound Duran Duranish, but then at the same time, it totally, totally does. Well, it's the parents of the school boards versus Squid Game. Especially out in Ontario, apparently, where there's actually, you know, been some notices that have gone out from school boards to the uh, parents of the kids in, in school. Um, you know what? First of all, I agree. The show itself, Squid Game, not for grade school kids whatsoever. Yeah, okay, 100%. We can all agree on that. Leave the dystopian drama to the people who have actually lived it just a little bit and can understand it, right? And there's nuance to it. Plus the violence and everything else, you know, that might be a reason as well. But I would not be surprised if some of the Karens and Kyles in the parent camp are overreacting a little bit. Oh, shocker. Couldn't possibly be the case. Overreacting to kids playing kids games which is all the games are in squid game i don't want to spoil anything for you but they play some games in the show they're all based on kids games playground games that kids already are playing so if they're just playing it more i i don't know i don't understand you know in the squid game they just change the rules to add murder so let's hope that the kids aren't doing that i can agree with you there But as long as the kids are playing regular red light, green light, then be happy that they're playing. Honestly, some of these parents might just need to learn how to play the quiet game. Friday. Pop-Tarts Strawberry. The, uh, the, uh, the Frosted Strawberry Toaster Pastries. Whole grain style. There's a, a woman named Elizabeth Russett. She's apparently uh, got a whole case against the inclusion of uh, strawberry within these Pop-Tarts, or rather the lack thereof. Right. It's about the filling itself. 
This is a space age food. Uh, who who is not patently aware that pop tarts aren't exactly a great source of source of of real fruit goodness? You know what I mean? Like who doesn't really know that? Because you should. Um, and I might need to hold your hand and tell you about fruit roll ups. But uh, that that thin splat of fruit puree and and sugar sandwiched between two pieces of edible cardboard encrusted with hard candy frosting. That is what we're talking about here. It is about convenience not about nutrition and even if they do lose the lawsuit they'll just you know update the packaging and then go back to making their pop tarts movie with jerry seinfeld you you open the box they're not even in there they're in packets remember the packets lined with some kind of metallic alloy from nasa to protect them from gamma rays and russian satellites might shoot at your brown sugar cinnamons you had to protect the and you open the packet how many were in the packet Two. Why two? One's not enough. Three is too many. That's why. That's why. (laughs) It took two years for Jerry Seinfeld to perfect his Pop-Tarts bit for his stand-up routine. How long is it going to take for him to write this movie? The writer of Rocket Man is now working on the script for a biopic about Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne. Uh, the kids are involved as well, minus Kelly, it seems, though maybe that's just temporary. Um, instead, Jack and the rarely seen Amy are helping with production duties. Stand by for title and release dates way down the line. Don't hold your breath. It's going to be a minute. He's got to write the whole thing. Radiohead is all in with Bandcamp as well. The uh, the service has made an announcement saying the band have now added all nine of their studio albums as well as extras, rarities, live cuts to the platform usually dedicated to emerging and up-and-coming artists. Very interesting. Meanwhile, Radiohead's special triple album re-release of Kid A and Amnesiac for the 21st anniversary is still on the way. Still forthcoming. Meanwhile, we've got uh, another uh, look at ABBA. ABBA's new music, Just a Notion, is the brand new song that uh, they've just released as of today in its entirety. We did get a taste earlier this week. Here's what the opening sounds like. Sounds like classic ABBA to me. Toe-tapping, danceable... It's going to be everything that you need. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. It is actually a fact that a casting from Star Trek of William Shatner's face became a Halloween mask, not for the movie, but just for, you know, Halloween stores. Generic mask, uh, you know, scary, scary, creepy monster death mask that was then in a rush picked up by a Hollywood producer working on the film Halloween. Uh, a designer, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, and he stopped into a magic shop on Hollywood Boulevard, grabbed it, touched it up, darkened the hair a little bit, threw it onto the actor playing Michael Myers, and the rest is history. Iconic. Iconic image of horror movies in general. You don't really get to hear William Shatner talking about this situation too much, you know, giving his thoughts on it. But now we finally do. Uh, Jake's Takes is a YouTube channel that just happened to have a nice interview with Mr. Shatner pre pre going up into space on that Blue Origin flight. Uh, and one of the things they touched on was this very mask. I found it fascinating. I don't remember the exact moment, but I thought, uh, is that a joke? Are they kidding? And then I saw, I don't think I saw the movie, but I saw the, the mask uh, in, probably in a picture. And I recognized it as the death mask that they had made for me Um they made a mask of my face on Star Trek with clay uh, so that I wouldn't have to be available for the prosthetics that they would put on my face. 
to look old or, or uh, evil or whatever it was that they were making me look like. So that mask is existed in Star Trek. So somewhere along the line, somebody got that mask and made a made a mask of it for Halloween. And then the story is, get me a mask, uh, said the director. So the guy ran into this Halloween store and grabbed this mask, and it happened to be of me. Uh, that's the story I know. Uh, how true it is, I don't know. <laughs> how true it is, I don't know. Of course, we all it's all just a mystery, but the fact remains, William Shatner's face is the face of Michael Myers, and it's hilarious and kind of creepy and kind of amazing. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.